Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very best of the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Right here at the Scoop, we bring the Scoop, the whole Scoop, and nothing but the Scoop. So we're going to take a look back at some of the Scoop's greatest interviews that was ever done this year. Sit back and enjoy. Happy holidays, everyone, from all of us here at the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris, right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. everyone and welcome back for those of you who are listening to the scoop talk show or just tuning into the scoop talk show i am your host sean harris this segment of the show is brought to you by omg sweets omg sweets has a lot of wide variety of treats to sweeten that tooth of yours from pastries to pies to cakes whatever she can do it all you can contact her on her Instagram page by typing in OMG Sweets as well as her Facebook page by typing it in your search engine, OMG Sweets. That's double O-H-E-M-M-G-E-E. OMG Sweets. Oh, what a heavenly treat. Go there to her website. Place an order today. You won't regret it. Joining me. Yes. Yes. I finally get the opportunity of a lifetime, people. For those of you that are hearing me out there right now, this gentleman, what can I say? What can I say? I've been knowing him for quite a long time, since his upstart. And really, to tell y'all the truth out there, we upstarted at the same time. We just lived in different states. And at one point, we lived in the same state. This gentleman reached out to me for help and advice, and I stuck with him the whole way, and I'm glad to see that he is doing remarkable things in his life and in his career in broadcasting. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you Mr. Jeff Childs. How you doing, brother? Hey, John. I love that fantastic introduction. Thank you. Oh, man. You know, I got to give it to you. I got to give it to you. I got to give it to the listening audience. Because you are deserving of it, my brother. You are deserving of it. Like I said, you have overcome a lot of ups and downs. And this is the thing that I try to relate to college students, high school students across the country, particularly in the upper north part of where we at, Michigan, Indiana, Chicago, Illinois area of how difficult it can be in this business. And yeah, it's, uh, oh, sorry, I was going to say, I mean, it, you have to have a special kind of attitude and you have to have a special perseverance. I mean, that's the best word to describe it, John. Uh, it doesn't matter what people say, what they might think, or what your friends or family think. That does not matter. All that matters is you have your singular goal and you go after it with everything you have. Exactly. Point exactly. And, you know, a lot of people, and I remember I had a conversation with my younger brother in California about this. And he told me flat out, he said, man, anybody can get on the mic and say whatever what they want to say and whatnot. I'm like, no, not really. You can get on the mic, but can you do things like captivate an audience? of listening viewers or people that's watching you. Can you put together a piece that is memorable 
that people can download what the internet situation and craving is today where you can streamline, download, whatever you can do with it to where they can save it and share with others about how they like you and what you do. Can you, stand, can you sit for three hours at a baseball game and call a game without getting winded? Can you call a hockey game for two and a half hours without getting winded? And then you got to go out there on the ice and do an interview. And then you got to take it back and then you got to edit it. Audio video it. Put the piece together. Whether it be for a show, whether it be for a network, whether it be for the university that you work for. Break it down piece by piece. You have the, for coaches. You got for players to look at for the game. You got the other staff to look at to make sure that everything is what they did in the game. And then you got to critique yourself in the end. It's hard. It's very hard, my brother. And you know that just as well as I know that. Yeah, there's, uh, you, you put it perfectly, Sean. There are such a variety of things that you have to cobble together. We don't just sit down the day of the game and do it. You have to prepare. You have to memorize names and numbers. You have to weave it all together into a coherent story. And you have to have the voice projection and make it creative at the same time. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, up under this umbrella of media, like I told my brothers, that you have a wide variety of things you can do. You just got to find your niche. You got to find your glitch and what, what it is that you can do. And then there's nothing wrong with others in the profession that you reach out to or reaching out to you to say, hey, you know, maybe you need to do it this way. It happened to me when I first started. You know, when I first started, man, I made so many mistakes. <laughs> I tell you, brother, I made so many mistakes. And I didn't even know anything about how the Internet works. I didn't even have a Facebook. I didn't even know how to create a Facebook page. You see what I'm saying? And it was a lot of mistakes that I made, and I had a and, and I and I and I can remember like it was yesterday, when I first did my first play by play, um, and interview on the on, on the court, uh, working for the Grand Rapids Cyclones. And man, do you realize I made a lot of mistakes? I, I said some things over the air that my man Bush Davis. Uh, they used to work for Fox Sports Detroit. Now he works for 1400 ESPN. Um, told me because he was my mentor back then. And, he, I mean, he laid it on me. He wasn't nice about it. He wasn't, you know, professional about it. He like, Sean, you effing up. Uh, I totally agree with you. And you not only have to be concerned about how you come across to the players and how you're describing the game, but... You have to, again, enunciate and flex. Uh, you, you read a lot of ad copy, I'm sure, Sean, as I have. And yep. You have to pick the words and how you're saying it, how you're putting the inflection on the words. I mean, there are so many things that go into making a successful broadcast, and I'm talking about the play-by-play -play perspective, but you have to pinpoint where the ball is, pinpoint where the puck is. If you're on radio, you have the added dimension of describing it. You're painting the word picture to put it in the mind, you know, the mind's eye of the listener. Uh, and you have to remember every two, three minutes to give the time and score. That's just, uh, you know, sort of the bottom of the play-by-play -play pyramid, so to speak. Brother, I want to thank you so much for joining me on this show. We had a ball. My audience love it. And I will be getting some feedback on that. And once again, like I tell everybody out there that's listening to me, this show will be broadcast in its full entirety on the show's YouTube page, up under the Scoop Interviews, like I always do. And once again, play-by-play -play broadcaster, Jeff Childs of Colgate Division I Men's Hockey. Man, thank you, my brother. You're listening to the best of the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network, powered by Simplecast.
everyone, this is Sean Harris, host of the Scoop Talk Show. You know, you can listen to my show on iTunes and the Apple Podcast. Yes, that's right. I said it. iTunes and the Apple Podcast. If you have an Apple phone, you can download that for free. Or if you have an Android phone, all you have to do is just go to Facebook.com and search for the Scoop Talk Show, and there will be a link connected for you so that you can listen to my show iTunes, Apple Podcasts, The Scoop Talk Show. Don't miss it. Hello, Sean Harris here, host of The Scoop Talk Show. Be sure to catch 215 Live right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. On the line right now, my special guest, dear friend, what can I say, dear friend, mentor of mine since day one that we met. He covers the NFL, NHL, Major League Baseball, all throughout Michigan, Detroit area. The host, the co-host of ESPN's 1400 out in Detroit, my guest, Butch Davis. How's it going, Butch? I'm okay. I've got to be right there. I'm in uh, 1400 Sault Ste. Marie in the area of Canada, also in the United States there. Uh, but Detroit, y'all can reach me. <laughs> right, right. I, I mean, you know, we, we, we know, you know, me, well, you know, a lot of people up here in, in Michigan know you know, how to get to you, but the people across the country now know how to get to you. All right now. You know, and uh, this ep this uh, uh, ep episode of the show, this segment, I should say, of the show is brought to you by Kazoo Coney, located at the Bernhardt Center at Western Michigan's University. Kazoo Coney, home away from home. And also, for those of you who are just tuning in, too, you can also check us out on iTunes and on Apple on your smartphones and all your other media devices. Check out the Scoop Talk Show. And you go to the show's YouTube page as well as the show's Facebook page to check us out as well. Like I said, we have right now a very special guest, my dear friend Butch Davis here on the line. And, and uh, Butch, we're going to talk some seriousness here. And, and we always do when we meet up. But to some of those fans out there that are hoping that the Lions will do something this season... Just from your perspective, what do you make out of this? I see the offense uh, very much so improved uh, with uh, new characters in, uh, in the lineup there, along with some of the, uh, we can say, veterans now, as, you know, some of our rookies and whatnot has uh, gotten canard and, and, and et cetera has, uh, has grown up there. I see the offense hopefully as a, to me, uh, greatly improve if, if things go to, through the script. Now the defense is a, again a work in progress. Uh, you got rid of a lot of people here, you know, during the cut. Um, again, it's a wait and see promise there. You don't want to kind of geek everyone up and say the Lions going to do great this year. I have no idea. If I had a crystal ball, which I don't, uh, maybe I can do something for you. But again, it's a wait and see. We have been waiting for greatness from the Lions for quite some time here. And it's a matter of right now getting on the field and producing and getting the fans back in Detroit and the state of Michigan uh, something to cheer about. They haven't won a playoff game since the Hendrick win. Uh, who knows what they'll do. But again, we hope that they give some uh, – progressive uh, things in their lineup this year and maybe make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you hit that nail right on the head there. Uh, the Lions haven't won a playoff game in quite some time. 
And the fans are now getting, you know, honorary about that, you know, and they are hoping each and every year and saying to themselves at the end of each and every year, well, the Lions will make some changes during the offseason. Well, maybe the Lions will make some improvements during the offseason. We're looking towards the draft. We're doing this. We're doing that, you know, but still the end result is exactly the end result this season, you know, will be very meaningful for the Lions and what they can do and what they can show uh, for everyone, not only the fans of Detroit and of Michigan, but fans all around the country and across the world that love the Lions and, and you know, applaud what they do and are, you know, just heavy fans of them. Well, you mentioned the fans. The fans have been very loyal to the, to the Lions for the humongous amount of years there. Again, uh, hopefully Matt Patricia and staff can get something together where they can bring up a winning season. And not only a winning season, but going to the playoffs there. It's just been too many years that the Lions have fell short or just did playing ungodly bad. Matthew Stafford last year playing with a broken back uh, didn't do the, the our general fans any any favors there, you know, especially when they didn't announce it to after way after the season there. Of course, Matthew Stafford has had his rounds with basically trying to take care of his wife, who's uh, went through cancer yes, and, uh, yes, and yes. recuperating very well, and per se. And you know, let's knock on wood on that. Yes. But again, now Matthew is ready to go. Uh, he promises that with the new offense, with our new offensive coordinator there, uh, things will be a lot better. They have uh, emphasized a balanced attack. That's something the Lions haven't done in quite some time. Throwing the ball every down has not gotten the Lions nowhere there. A good balance attack with some running and also some passing might be the formula for, you know, to keep some teams at edge. Right, right, exactly right, because, you know, the Lions have not really had an established run game in quite some time, and, you know, the last few years that I've been watching them on television and, you know, seeing what they can do and everything like that, it's like the running game has gone away from them, and they just want to go to the passing attack because we both know that in the NFL, that's what it's all about. It's all about the aerial attack. It's all about what the quarterback can do with the football, you know, throwing it in the air. Uh, not so much as running these days, but you still got quarterbacks that can still have the ability to scramble and run out of the pocket when they need to. But it's all about now staying in the pocket with the Lions and the way their system is ran up to try to get that ball out at the very last second to an open receiver, and that just not wasn't working for them. Well, it's not working for them. Not only in, in today's NFL, you have mobile quarterbacks there. Matthew Stafford is not one of those mobile quarterbacks who basically can tuck the ball and run. If he does, you know, you, you, you risk injury or something of that nature, and you don't want to see that. Uh, hopefully this year they have fixed the offensive line to give them some protection, give them some running backs to uh, run the ball, and also the receivers to actually catch the ball. That's been a problem, too. Right. Where many times that Matthew Stafford has thrown the ball right on target, uh, the ball has not been caught. So, again, you, you look at those particulars in, on the offense, and uh, those have to improve. Hopefully they do improve for this uh, 19-19. 2019 season there for the Detroit Lions, and also hopefully the defense. The line, the offensive line and the defensive line are the big uh, causes for a lot for the Detroit Lions. And those paid out to be very well in somewhat uh, in advancing that what they have done in past seasons. Uh, the Lions may have a chance to maybe do something that uh, gives, them, uh, gives them an edge there. They're in the division where there's some pretty doggone teams. The Green Bay Packers are right. good. The Minnesota Vikings are good. Chicago Bears, they have improved. Um, yeah. So you basically right now, with all that competition within the conference there, or should I say the division, uh, they have to they have to win some of those games, at least the home game. If the Lions put together some home game wins and win at home, I mean, protect the home grounds. That's eight victories right there. Right. If they, for instance, they maybe win maybe three games or maybe four games on the road, 
you, you kind of guarantee yourself some playoff action there. But again, the Lions have not done that in quite some time. Right. You're exactly right with that because it's all about defending, you know, your home turf. And the Lions, those those wins, especially those matchup wins in the division, is very, very crucial for the Lions because the Chicago Bears with Trubisky at quarterback and then, you know, with the defense of Khalil Magman added to that defense has made some significant improvements to the Chicago Bears last year. You got Aaron Rodgers returning off an injury. The Green Bay Packers is looking strong uh, with him coming back to try to win the division and compete against the Bears for that division down the stretch. And then you got the Minnesota Vikings with Casey Keenum, you know, at quarterback, and he got some, you know, nucleus of receivers as well as they got established run game to be able to even make some noise uh, to compete with both of those two at the tier top. You know, the Lions, you know, really have to do some things that they need to do. somewhat a little bit better improvement. But again, let's wait and see what they do and how they do it there. And uh, hopefully things will pan out well for Detroit Lions. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate you, you know, doing this interview. We've been planning on something like this for quite a long time. And now uh, the dream has now become a reality because um, I've done your show a few times. And now I'm returning the favor to you and we'll have you be a part of my show. Okay. Hey, anytime you uh, get the get the itch, my friend, give me a call. I'll be more than happy to help you out there. And uh, talk to your great fans over there in Western Michigan. All right, there, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Bush Davis, co-host of ESPN fourteen hundred and baseball extraordinaire, NFL extraordinaire, dear friend of mine, good mentor. Thanks for having you on, sir. All right. You're listening to the best of the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network, powered by Simplecast. We'll be right back. Sean Harris here, host of the Scoop Talk Show. Have you ever wondered about going to the store or something like that and you just not quite satisfied with what they have in the grocery stores or bakeries to satisfy that sweet tooth of yours? Well, I have the answer. Yes. OMG Sweets. Yes. OMG Sweets will provide everything you need for that sweet tooth of yours from anywhere from cakes to pies to different types of pastries to cupcakes, even handmade candy. Baked fresh and ready to order for your enjoyment. Yes, OMG Sweets provides everything you need to sweeten that sweet tooth of yours. You can find her on her Facebook page and also on Instagram at OMG Sweets. And also, did I forget to mention something? She also does personal catering to provide you with everything you need for a certain occasion of yours that you may have coming up or you're planning months ahead. Yes, OMG Sweets. You can contact her once again on her Instagram page and her Facebook page at OMG Sweets. That's double O-H E double M G double E Sweets. OMG Sweets. Oh, what a heavenly treat. Place your order today. The Scoop Talk Show each and every Wednesday is from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Be sure to catch my friend Pat Rose with Set the Hook with Pat Rose each and every Monday right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Love you some Scoop Talk Show? Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to yellowjacketmedia.com. Click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show each and every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aiming to get the scoop on it. And never before. This is the real deal. I've been away for much too long.
everyone. Welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host Sean Harris right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. For those of you who are just tuning in to the show, hey, what can I say? Y'all going to hear a great interview right here. In case you missed the first one. This is a young man right here that I've been knowing for quite some time. We go back to our radio days. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, our radio days. When I used to work for WKZO and 1660 The Fan, and he was a young up-and-coming broadcaster for WMU Athletics, the, particularly the basketball team, and together we had magic, people. We had magic. We did quite a few nice games together over that time span, and, and uh, i just like to say I'm just thrilled to have him on the show. I'm glad to call him my colleague. And my friend, ladies and gentlemen, Garrison Deal. Sean, what an outstanding introduction, man. Thanks oh. so much for having me on. Oh, yeah, man. Um, you know, this day had to come, brother. This day had to come to where I could get you on the show. And, you know, the crazy part about this, I remember uh, 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 um, me and Joe uh, uh, was, was talking about Joseph Roberts. And, oh yeah, Joe Roberts. And, and and we talked about you know putting a show like this together, and we wanted to add you on to the piece. And oh my gosh! We got turned down. A uh, 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 Jay Morris director turned us down. No, nope, not a good idea. So <laughs> Joseph decided to go do what he's doing, being the PR guy and. Broadcast announcer for the K Wings, and I collaborated with him for a little while with that. And and Sam, remember Sam? Oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Sam, yes, yeah, Sam was was there. Me, Sam, and him with the K Wings. Uh, it was my second go around with them, but yay! Yeah, I'm glad I wasn't driving the Zamboni. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, you know what? It, oh yeah, you know it's actually a, it's a funny story. So Joe Roberts and I met. Um, Basically, I, I lived at Campus Court at Knollwood. That's, that's when I went to Western. I lived there, and I, and I worked there. And I had this neighbor who became one of my friends. His name's Adam Thurston. And Adam, and when we first met, he asked me what I was studying. And, and then I said, well, you know, I'm going into broadcasting. And uh, he said, really? Well, my friend Joey Roberts does Western Michigan basketball. You, you should meet him. And I was like, no way. So then, you know. Adam had a party one night, and Joe came over, and we headed off. And then, you know, long behold, you know, he got that job with the K-Wings, and he moved up. And then, you know, Robin Hook called me and said, Garrison, you want to do Western Michigan basketball? And I was like, yeah, that'd be awesome. And then, you know, you and I got to work together for about two and a half years there. Yeah. And, man, we, we had some fun. We had some really good broadcasts. Yeah, there yeah I mean, I really mean, good basketball. I mean, you know, um, the ratings was through the roof when we all worked together, me, you, and Joseph, with 1660 and WKZO. And, uh, we had fun. Yeah, we had, we had a ball. We had a blast. And, man, you know, just looking back on those days, it's like it was magic. It was magic between the three of us. It was magic. Uh, sometimes yeah. I would have to throw Jim McKinney in there, too. You know, Jim, Jim was, he, he did his thing, too, with it. You know, every one I worked with um, when I was at Western uh, through WKZO, I was in 1660. I was extremely impressed with. You guys are top-notch professional, but I mean, you guys were fun to work with too. You know, I, I know we had some good conversations, and um, you know, but that's that's what sports is all about. You know, it's supposed to be laid back. It's supposed to be fun, and um, that's what we're doing right now. You know, yeah. I'm having fun talking to you again. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because now time has moved on. We make it so crazy. By the time it's moved on, Joseph now does uh, broadcasting for the Utica Comets in hockey. Yeah, you doing your thing in Toledo, and I host my own radio show. Ain't that a blip? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy, man. But you knew it was it was bound to happen. You know, we we all um, you know came up together, and and we're still we're still going strong. And and I think that that just tells a little bit about. The perseverance, you know, the industry. You know, it, it's easy to 
to to give up on dreams and it's easy to to pursue other things which don't get me wrong I, I am pursuing other things outside broadcasting but I mean everyone has that dream you got to keep it alive so I, that's why I'm still involved in it and and I'm very happy to hear that you got this show now, and I'm uh, very honored to be on it with you tonight. Yeah, yeah, man. I mean, and like I said, it's a it's a pleasure in its own right, you know, return back to you to be on the show because, man, I don't bring interesting guests. Never, never do that. I tell my audience I bring interesting people, brother. And you are another interesting person that I was so fascinated with professionally-wise to see what you do, listen to you operate, and just watch you. You know, I've seen your videos on social media. I've, I've, I've heard some of your games, uh, watched some of those games that you covered. And, man, you know, such great professionalism, you know. And my question i got to ask you with that is that outside of uh, uh, Robin, who else is, is uh, you know, put the fire in you to want to do this? much for, for the kind words, man, and, um, you know, it, it takes a team, you know, just like you are my colleague and you, you're my friend now, I appreciate everything you did for me um, and continue to do, so um, thank you, but really how, how it sparked for me was uh, it started when I was about eight years old, and those who know me extremely well, um, who will be listening to this interview, uh, know the story, but when I, was, when I was younger, I went to a Pistons game. And after the Piston uh, game, it was against the uh, Sacramento Kings, and the Pistons lost by a point. I'll never forget it. It was a great game. But I was I was young, and, and uh, I walked down to the court, and it was right about the time, you know, when I first started watching basketball on TV. And and I, I get up to the, uh, you know, down low where uh, the press row is. Right. And this, kind, and this kind gentleman turns around, and he says, well, hey there. And... That gentleman was George Blaha. Yes. And, and George, um, you know, was so kind and, and so down to earth. And, and he said, is this your first game? And I said, yeah. And he said, well, what do you want to do someday? Um, you know, and I, and I said, because I, I, I recognized his voice right away. And my mom said, that's, that's the guy you watch on TV. And he said, well, what do you want to do someday when you grow up? And I, and I said, I want to do what you do. And he, I kid you not took a piece of paper, and he, well, first of all, he let me go on the court and take a picture, because that's why I went down there. I wanted to go on the court. Right. Um, I never thought I never thought in a million years I'd get to meet him, you know, uh, the guy I watch on TV. And, and, but he took the piece of paper and a pen, and, and he wrote down, he said, you know, this is my phone number. When you're in high school someday, if you still want to do this, you call me. And he, you know, well, you know what? I watched the games, and, and I continue to follow them. And I did call him when I was a junior in high school down in Monroe, St. Mary Catholic Central. And he had me up with my mom. He put my mom courtside, and he let me shadow him. And, and really, Sean, um, since that day, um, there doesn't really go a month in the year, except for in the summer when it's a little down, that we're not talking. You know, I talked to George um, right before my wedding uh, a couple months ago because he couldn't make it. Right. But uh, he he has been, you know, just uh, such a great mentor, and he's critiqued my games for me, and, and, you know, so I think that anybody in in our field and, and in any field, you got to have, you know, multiple mentors, but you got to have that one that you can call anytime, and that one who is brutally honest with you, and, and, and that's what George is for me. You know, he tells me, you know, when my broadcast could be better. He tells me what I can do better. But he also, you know, applauds me when I, when I do show um, progress. And, you know, more importantly than a mentor, he's my friend. So so George George um, is my mentor for the sport. Um, but, you know, the, the love of sports always came from my mom and dad. Um, my dad coached me growing up and uh, in football, and he continues to be my coach today, you know, in, in many aspects of life. And, uh, you know, my mom, um, she's no longer with us, um, but she, she was my number one fan. And uh, she always sat courtside behind me. And um, so, so if it wasn't for my mom and dad and for George, you know, um, if, I don't know if I'd still be pursuing it. I don't know if I would have um, gone the route I did, but I'm, I'm happy I did. 
All right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. The self guru man himself, Garrison Deal, host of the SMCC show, as well as broadcaster for the Toledo Rockets. You can catch him on all his social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and also you can listen to it on the stations out there in Toledo, Ohio, or whatever you stream line of Toledo Rockets Athletics Sports. Thank you so much, Garrison. Thanks, Sean. We'll be in touch, man. Go Broncos. All right. And Rockets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Have a good one now. You too. Take care, Sean. Yep. You're listening to the best of the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network, powered by Simplecast. We'll be right back. Right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Yeah. Hey, Kalamazoo, did you know there's a new smoke shop in town? Hey, I didn't either. But guess what it is? It's called Stay Glassy Smoke Shop. Located by Western Michigan University campus, Stay Glassy has everything that you need to provide you with your smoking needs. They have hookahs, vapes, glass pipes, CBDs, grinders, and e-liquids. Also, Stay Glassy has the best prices on their glass pipes, CBDs, and much, much more. They have a huge e-liquid sale while supplies last. Stay Glassy. You can follow them on their social media page for weekly deals at Facebook at Stay Glassy KZU and also on Instagram at Stay Glassy KZU. Stay Glassy Smoke Shop. Located at 3645 West Michigan Avenue, Kalamazoo, Michigan, 49006. Go see Guri and the guys today. Hey, what's up? All you lovely people. Please subscribe and follow me on all social media. Your support is very much appreciated. Thank you. This is Sean Harris, host of the Scoop Talk Show, right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. This gentleman that I'm about to introduce to you guys is a very dear special friend of mine. I've been knowing him for quite some time. He got his ranks in the major league level at a very young age. Former GM of the L.A. Dodgers. Now consultant for a lot of many big league uh, teams around the league. He also is working on the Field of Dreams project. Ladies and gentlemen, I introduce to you Mr. Dan Evans. Hey, Dan, how's it going? Sean, I'm doing well. Good to hear from you. How you been? All right, all right. Yeah, man, I'm glad to have you on the show. It's been a long time in the making, long time coming, but we're doing it, 
We talked about it the last time we spoke at the winter meetings that we both attend down in Nashville at that time. And, man, I, I am just so thrilled to have you on the show. Well, terrific. I'm happy to be a part of it. And, Sean, congratulations on having a really you know great new uh, show for yourself. I'm really happy for it. That's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, like I said, last time we talked about it, you know, it was in the upstart. Well, and, and here we are seven years later. And now you've crossed the finish line, and now you're doing some good things. So I'm really happy to chat with you. That's great. Right. Thank you, man. Thank you. I mean, I mean, coming from you, man, that means a lot. That means a lot because, you know, it's, it's, it's you know, people in the industry like yourself that I learned from, I've talked with, spoken to, got pointers and tips from. Sometimes it may not have been good, but, hey, critique is what you need to keep yourself sustainable in what you're doing because you got to know your flaws, right? Well, I think one of the great things about our sports, Sean, you know, you play every day, so as a result, your accountability is at, is at really an all-time high in our sport. You just don't, um, you know, you just don't get to have too much downtime. And I think someone like yourself who has worked real hard to get to the point where you're at, I just think, you know, the reward is that you get to do some things that, you dreamt about. And I think for anyone in the sport, one of the cool things is that, you know, at one point you weren't in the sport and you had a dream to be a part of it and somehow got a break. Everybody gets it in different ways. And look at you now, you're doing really well and you've got your own gig. I'm really happy for you. Yeah, I appreciate that, Dan. I, man, I appreciate that so much. You know, uh, uh, coming from you, you know, that means a lot. And, you know, I, I pride myself off of you know, being the best I can be in the industry, trying to bring the best to my listening audiences, you know, because like I tell them all the time, I don't bring interesting guests, I bring interesting people. And when I, when, when I mean by that, that's who you are to me. You are a very interesting person, and I'm glad to got a chance to know you personally as well as professionally, my brother. Well, Sean, that's very kind. I appreciate the kind words. I would like my listening audience to want to know about you, Dan, is, you know, how how did you, uh, you know, work your way in the ranks of what you was doing in baseball for the major league level? Sean, I was really lucky. I started as an intern at DePaul University. Um, when I was a junior in college, I started um, with the White Sox, ended up working 19 years in their baseball operations department, elevated to the director of baseball operations towards the last few years. I was the assistant GM when I was like 26 years old, and it was uh, it was a great experience. I'm really lucky I got a chance to work in my hometown for the White Sox. Then I worked for the Cubs for a brief time. Then I went to the Dodgers for about four years, which was an amazing experience. Moved on to the Mariners. I was an agent for about five years. And then I worked for the Blue Jays for seven, and now I'm doing some consulting for teams, and I'm also leading the efforts for the Field of Dreams movie site as we move into a new era. We're going to have a ball game there in August of 2020, and uh, we're going to build a softball-baseball complex on the site. So it's it's been a really fun career, very rewarding, and I'm, I'm lucky I had great mentors early in my career that you know, rewarded me with a lot of information and guidance, and luckily I listened a lot and learned, and as a result I was able to do some really fun things over the course of my career. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes you have, because I know, like I said, we uh, uh, spoke on pre uh, several occasions at the winter meetings and, and discussed a lot of things at the winter meetings, and, and I'm telling you people, y'all listening out there, this is a baseball mind y'all listening to right here, uh, Mr. Dan Evans, former GM of the L.A. Dodgers, and we're talking to him right now, right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network, uh, the Scoop Talk Show right here. Um, yeah, Dan, uh, getting back to you, um, how was it, you know, working with Mr. Fred Clare uh, with the Dodgers organization? Well, I didn't really work with Fred, um, Sean. He, he uh, was there before I was. 
and left um, before I joined the team, but we're really good friends. We share a common bond. We're one of the few general managers in Dodger history. I think there's 10 of them. And um, Fred is one of the finest people I've ever met. We, uh, we lived very near each other in Los Angeles, and Fred has uh, become an even better friend now that we're both former general managers because we don't have any of the political stuff going on where we, you know, you interact a little differently when you're in the role. But he's, uh, he's beat cancer. He's done some really great things in the Los Angeles com- uh, community. And I'll tell you what, you know, he's the last GM for the Dodgers to win a World Series. That was 1988. Yes. And yeah. uh, I, think, I think the Dodgers would like to end that streak sometime soon. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, um, I mean, with the two back-to-back World Series appearances that they had in, in these last few years, you know, um, I, I, I had my mind set on a Yankee-Dodgers series this year, but unfortunately both of those teams got knocked out. Um, so we never got a chance to see the Dodgers make a third trip to the World Series, but they're building in the right direction. They, they are definitely... Oh, they're a terrific club. Yeah. Sean, I mean, they've won their division seven years in a row. And when you do that in today's game, I think only two teams in the wild card era have matched or bettered that. And that's, you know, it, when you get into the postseason, it's a crapshoot. There's ten teams. You never know how it's going to work out. I mean, the Nationals were a wild card team. Just, you know, it happens so frequently that the best team doesn't always win. It's the best team for the month of October, and I think it's the one sport that um, there's the most uncertainty about the World Series, and I think that's why so many teams have been World Series participants and the fact that there hasn't been a repeat winner in the World Series in over 20 years. Yes, yes, yes. And for those of you who are just tuning in, you're listening to me, Host of the Scoop Talk Show, Sean Harris, sitting down with me via phone is none other than baseball great, former GM of the L.A. Dodgers, Mr. Dan Evans. And we're basically talking about, you know, what was happening in the world of baseball during the time he was the general manager of both clubs and his, his travels into throughout the league to get to where he is today. Uh, this is very informational for those of you young people out there that are wanting to take up uh, these type of courses and get into this type of things that Mr. Evans has been doing for throughout his whole life. Um, by the way, uh, me and him are fellow uh, uh, SMWW alums, so I'm, I'm proud to say that, Sports Management Worldwide. Um, you can definitely go online and take some of these courses and uh, consult with Dan Evans and consult with Ari Kaplan of Analytics of Baseball, which is the new thing of today. And you guys can get on your way to doing what Mr. D- Mr. Evans has been doing all his career. Well, and Sean, what we try to do is we just try to give everybody a platform and a better foundation as they as they try to jump into the game. We've been very lucky. There's about 75 people working in the game now that are graduates of the sports management worldwide group, and, and I'll tell you what, it's been really special, and if anyone goes online and has interest in being uh, a member and, and being you know, being a participant in one of the classes, if you use the code EVANS5050, you'll save a little money in your, car, in your course also. Yes, yes you will, yes you will, uh, and for those of you who have uh, graduated from Sports Management Worldwide, like I have, and, and you're a fellow alum like just like myself, and you want to go back to take some of these courses, uh, there is a discount for you as well also as being a fellow alum. So keep that in mind uh, for those of you out there who already graduated from sports management worldwide. Getting back to what you, Dan, um, so basically in your position now as being a scout, how do you go about assessing the teams, what, they, what the team need during the off season so that they can get better uh, for the next season. Well, when when I was a scout with the, with different clubs and when I was had positions with different teams, the the important thing is you know until uh, until teams are eliminated from the postseason or if they don't get in at all, they really don't start working on their following year's plans until they're they're out. Well, you know if you're not in the postseason, twenty of those clubs get an extra month and a half to really work on those things. So. One of the things you do is just follow reports. You talk to people with their club. Um, you follow Twitter accounts, and you just try to find out what teams 
think that their needs are for 2020. And one of the things you can't do, Sean, is you can't make those decisions yourself because if you're going to be dealing with them, you've got to let them tell you. You know, you may have an opinion about what they need, but it might be very different than theirs, and it can be insulting, a little disconcerting, can actually hurt the negotiations if you tell them what they're looking for. You need them to identify their situation, and then you just keep a chart or a notebook of some kind that um, follows the team and really, you know, consistently analyzes the club. And I've always used a, a spreadsheet. I use a Google Doc that um, I just go up and down, and I can see needs and I can see desires and people that they've talked about with different teams that I've been with. And when you do that, you know, you can frequently figure out a way to make things work in a trade on the fly instead of having to make a subsequent call. One of the things I've learned in my career is as soon as you get off a call, it lessens the ability to get something done. So I always like to do things from a uh, continuation standpoint to keep the conversation going. And Sean, one of the challenges this time of the year is the first month of the offseason, teams are trying to get rid of bad contracts. They're trying to trade players who haven't been as productive as they would have liked them to be. And, and as a result, many of your conversations this time of the year are with agents trying to figure out whether or not there's legitimate player interest in playing for your club and whether or not there's a fit with another club to move some salary or to obtain a player who's making some money that does fit your team. And it's actually a very important part of the offseason for teams because you can make some really good trades this time of the year. When I was with the Blue Jays, we acquired Josh Donaldson this time of the year. We acquired him before Thanksgiving, and you know, subsequently he won a Most Valuable Player Award and contended for a couple others. So I think it's a, it's a very productive time of the season if, A, you're prepared, and be ready to move. Yes, yes. And, and, and as you was just uh, elaborating that to my listening audiences and myself, um, you know, I got to thinking about, man, you know, that it's a whole lot, like you said, the first month after the teams are officially eliminated or, or not even in playoff contention at all, that first month is a very crucial month. Yeah, and you know what it is, Sean, that teams are trying to shed payroll so they have more options in the player market. So they can do more things, make trades, perhaps sign a free agent or two or three. So what they try to do is take their dead money this time of the year, players who just haven't been very productive for some reason, you know, whether it's a fit, whether it's an injury, whether it's a lack of performance, who knows? You know, it could be a variety of things. And they shop those players somewhat. And they'll say, like, hey, Sean, we know you're looking for pitching. We have so-and-so available. He's got two more years in his contract at $12 million a year. Would you have any interest? And if you come back and you say no, you've got to give him a reason why. Sometimes it's salary, and if it's salary, many times the club will say, well, we'll buy down some of that salary if we have to. If we've got to pay some of the salary to make the player more attractive, we'll do it. So this is the time of the offseason that you can make some critical decisions to improve your club, but also if you're a team shedding money, it's a time of the year where you can move players to get rid of payroll, to get rid of unproductive uh, players, and also pick up some prospects in return. Yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed, because, you know, um, you're exactly right with that because every time you turn around and look up baseball network, ESPN, Fox Sports One, you know, during this time of year going forward into the new year, you know, you look up and you turn around and you hear all these different uh, decisions making by players or teams are going over here, players are going over there, teams are working this out. It's like almost every every other second of the day from now on until the new baseball season, it's going to be a lot of talks about where players are going, if players are staying. The players are leaving, how much, you know, they're going to be worth. Yeah, the whole nine. The whole nine. You're exactly right. The whole nine. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There you have it. None other than the best of the best that I know of in this industry, Dan Evans. You know, he, he talking the truth to everyone here. And, 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 and like I said, 
I've been knowing this man for quite some time, and, you know, hey, he knows he's, he's one of the best in the biz. So, Dan, thank you so much for taking your time out to join us here on the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. And hopefully, my friend, we can get together again and do this again during the regular season when you get a, get a chance to get some time in, and uh, hopefully I can get, um, excuse me, hopefully I can come out there and hang with you guys again at the winter meetings, like I always do. Awesome. Well, that would be great. It's always good talking to you, Sean, and just ring me up, go get it, and let's, let's do it again. All right, there it is, Dan Evans, former GMLA Dodgers. You have a good afternoon, my friend, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the best of the Scoop Talk Show right here on Yellow Jacket Media Network. Powered by Simplecast. We'll be right back. Well, that's all the time I have for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Scoop Talk Show. I would like to thank my sponsors who made this show possible because without them, I couldn't do it without them. Western Michigan University. Go Broncos. Keizu Coney. Keizu Coney has everything that's provided for you on the breakfast and lunch menus for your enjoyment if you happen to be coming to Kalamazoo or you happen to live in Kalamazoo. Go check them out. Kazoo Coney, home away from home. Stay Glassy Smoke Shop. Stay Glassy Smoke Shop has everything they, that you need for your smoking needs. They have hookahs, vapes, and accessories, and much, much more. To check them out, to find out for special deals, go to their Facebook page and their Instagram page and be sure to like and follow them at Stay Glassy Kazoo. OMG Sweets. What can I say about OMG Sweets? Proud supporter of the Scoop Talk Show. She has everything from cakes to pies to churros to cookies to cupcakes, to sweeten that sweet tooth of yours, whether it's during the day or late at night. And also, she special order catered things for your liking for any occasion that you have coming up throughout the whole entire year. OMG Sweets, you can find her, like and follow her page on Facebook and Instagram to purchase your orders at O O H E double M G double E Sweets O M G Sweets Oh what a heavenly treat And I would like to thank you The sponsor For continuing tuning in to the Scoop Talk Show Because without you This show would not be possible I'm out of here like the breeze through the trees When I'm gone I'm taking all the leaves Peace See you next time Love one another Take care.